Hello everyone, I am Johnson Obamenti. And I am Faye Obamenti. And we are the host of Oasis of Hope podcast. Yes, how are you today? I am blessed and highly favored. Wow, we have a special edition yes. that we are doing um, for this podcast, for this episode 51. Episode 51st. And um, our third season. Third season, yeah. And the special um, episode is... We have a special guest with us today, and she is the 2022 winner of the Excellence in Character Scholarship Award for Oasis Connection Ministries and Oasis Focus Inc. Yes, yes. amen. And you know, especially because uh, this scholarship, in order to win this scholarship, you know, you have to go through a series of writings and also, you know, let the selection committee know what you've done to in your community to influence or to contribute to your community. So especially when you talk about the area of volunteering. Yes. And then also, you know, have to do some writings about your own experience uh, that establish or that build up the characters that uh, you know that uh, we're looking for yes so and we normally have dallas county and tarrant county, county and so this year we are blessed to have the winner coming from tarrant county so are you ready so that we can introduce yes. her and get started on this time with her so um, for our listening audience, we want you to welcome our 2022 winner of the Excellence in Character Scholarship Award, Miss Marlene Tello. Welcome. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Nice to have you on Voices of Hope podcast. So. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So let's begin um, with you um, briefly telling our audience about you. Tell us um, who you are, um, what you're doing now. Tell us anything that you want people to know about you, your family, and um, we will dive in into all the accomplishment that caught the eyes and the heart of the scholarship committee. Okay. Oh, hello. Good, good evening. My name is Marlene Bello. I am currently a full-time student, a freshman at the University of North Texas at Dallas, and I'm going to be majoring in early childhood bilingual education. I am a first-generation um, student, and I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome again. Welcome again. Yes. Well, I know that uh, in your essay, we uh, read about the P-TECH. So can you tell us uh, more about the P-TECH and the impact that it has on your ability to volunteer? Yes. So um, I was a Sunset P-TECH student, uh, meaning that 
not only was I on, uh, working in high school classes, but I was um, I was also attending college courses to get my associate's degree. Um, and P-TECH offered us, offered all the students a lot of opportunities such as clubs and um, being a part of the community. Um, they are the reason um, they helped me achieve a lot of stuff. And throughout the four years I was in P-TECH, they gave us a lot of opportunities to help out in the community and join organizations. And by with them, I was able to do 160 hours of community service in my community and just around school and around other schools as well. Wow, those are that lots. Impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. Those are lots of volunteer hours and sticking with something for four years says a lot about your character. So let's talk about some of the things specifically that while you were at P-TECH that he taught you on giving back to the community. Um, what were some of those things that you were involved in, some of those volunteer initiatives that you were involved in that taught you how to give back to the community? Because you understand it so well and you captured it so well in your essay. Yes. So giving back, since I was little, giving up, um, giving, giving everything for my community was really important. Um, with PTIC, um, they gave us a lot of opportunities and there was various aspects of where I'd, I, I could help out like students that needed help with their homework. Um, that was one of the events they had. And another one where it was a Easter brunch um, like party for people who had not, the, not enough um, food or money to afford anything. So and we helped them we I was a part of the team a volunteering team that helped them prepare like serve the food and just um we also did some flyers to spread the word about this free event that many people could take um advantage of they gave out free food free um like canned food that they canned goods that they could use there and there was a lot of like free services such so like a DJ and bounce houses to have fun. Um, that was one of the events I had with them. And then with um, P-TECH, they also, since I was um, my senior year, I actually went to the University of North Texas at Dallas for my senior year of high school. And I joined a trailblazer elite program and where they also provide like a lot of um, community service opportunities. And it was just helping um, helping families and helping um, other students that needed help financially and that. That is neat. It, your volunteer experience has given you a wide range of um, opportunities. So that's very impressive. Excellent job and excellent work. Yeah, I know that uh, there are a lot of seniors that are listening to you now and kind of wondering, wow, you know, you're taking uh, college courses, you're volunteering, and you're trying to capture over, over 160 volunteer hours. So how did you do that? I'm kind of wondering, how did you balance that out? And how were you able to manage your time and still be highly successful? You know, high, high grade point average, and then, uh, you know, for all that you were able to do 
So just kind of advise them about, you know, how is it, you know, some of the seniors now wonder that, is that really possible? Is that a reality? You know, just uh, advise them and let them know that, uh, you know, how did you do it? So starting in freshman, um, I was not the uh, best organized person. Um, I was mostly a procrastinator, but throughout the years, I gained more organization skills and I started to use a planner, which is really essential when taking, when you're trying to be organized and, and you're trying to take like dual credit classes um, like I did. And just keeping a calendar and a planner next to you is really important to just keep up, keeping up with your timings, um, having time to study, having time to do your assignments and having, I guess, the time to be with your family. And like me, I also did um, community service hours and um, it's doable. I try to finish my assignments during um, school times and, then, and during the weekdays so I can have my weekends off. And the weekends were usually the days I would mostly do my community service hours. Um, and even when COVID hit, it was a rough time. Um, but there was also a lot of um, opportunities virtually, which I took an initiative in. For example, I took a part of um, Classroom Central and Exceptional Care for Children, which is both of them, um, for example, Essential, uh, Central School Central um, allowed me to do like um, DIY bookmarks that students can use. And I, um, with arts and crafts, I was able to deceive about 40 bookmarks to send to them and for students can use and for extra care for children. Um, it's like a organization slash program that helps students and helps children that are like in the hospital or need help. And um, during those times, they need like more people to send letters. And I was able to send um, Valentine's Day cards to them um, just by, um, it, I send them virtually as well. And um, just letters to the children. And those were two of the virtual opportunities I took. And then there was another, there was two campaigns I also did during COVID, which was, um, cleaning up cigarette butts um, to clean up the environment and cleaning up also um, cans like soda cans. And um, I actually, they, it was a part of a, also a organization that wants to clean, um, keep the environment clean. And by doing the, they also gave us like instructions on how to dispose of them correctly which I followed and that was a virtual opportunity that also came about and I took initiative in. And then my la the that was sophomore and junior year. And during my senior year, I went to a lot of school events and other schools to also do my community service hours and also like nonprofit events that help other people, homeless people and just people that need extra, a little bit of help. And to manage everything, I just suggest getting a planner and a calendar to write um, or the dates that you want to do stuff so you can have a little bit of um, organization and just um, use your time effectively. Wow. 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 
you know, I want to read something so that um, people know that what you shared and what you're sharing right now is what you wrote in your application. And, you know, you submitted it, your application a while ago. It just goes to show that you did not just write this thing, but it's now part of who you are. It's part of your life. And I think a lot of young people can learn one or two things, especially current um, juniors or seniors in high school. So you said, I knew this disorganized person had to change. My grades were decent, but not where I wanted them to be. And this had to stop. I will find myself spending my time volunteering at various programs and deciding to implement the same skills in my daily school life. I decided to use my organizational skills to build a planner and calendar to set deadlines for my upcoming assessment. I decided to use my networking and professional skill to write professional emails to my professors, teachers, and peers to ask for help and guidance whenever I was stuck on a task. So that says a lot about you, so kudos. Now, the next question that we want you to share with your peers you um you already started college your college journey and um as she told us as a first um college um student from your family there's some key things here you said giving back fosters a sensation of appreciation and a culture of generosity strengthens communities and encourages the exchange of resources now tell us how this has changed your life. Having this sensation of appreciation and a culture of generosity. Share, share with your peers, because many times young people feel that in order to be generous, they have to be like super, super rich. You know, they have to have everything, but you've captured this because it's not part of who you are. Um, the sense that sensation of appreciation and a deep culture of generosity. Talk to your peers about that. Um, so my willingness to help others came about when I took a trip to Mexico to where my parents came from, which is a small little ranch um, in Querétaro, Mexico. Um, I noticed that these um, children were they the things that they would ask for Christmas are like school supplies and that's what they wanted. But for like for me, it's like something that my dad and my parents could get me um, easily at the store. But over there, it's really hard to get the school supplies, and that's where I noticed that I wanted I wanted to do like a little change. So for example, this year when I go back to Mexico, I created I I um created like little backpacks with a lot of school supplies in them to just help um the children back in Mexico where my parents are from. Um and it's nothing, it's essentials that they need, but it's hard to get over there. And it's 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 not expensive. We don't have to be like rich to give a little bit to the community um even though school supplies for us is like oh it's just it's school supplies it's not that expensive but for them it's like a big gift that um that anybody could need and then that was my first experience with generosity 
And then throughout my community service, um, I noticed that not everybody is fortunate to have like what everybody's fortunate to have many things and that I need to start appreciating the things I have in my family because um everybody everybody in our community is different so when I did my community service and I helped the homeless people and the people that needed help um by the people that needed help I noticed that um giving a little doesn't hurt one which um by donating a little bit of money or donating even canned can goods can help them a lot. And that that's where I gained my more of my um, generosity and like willing, willingness to help others. Wow. Well, that's an expression of the heart of gratitude. You know, somebody that does not take things for granted, you know, mm -hmm. you know, have that attitude of, yes, I deserve it, I need it. But you know, this award, you know, we cannot tell you enough how excited we are. And we keep saying congratulations again, because you earn it, you deserve it, and you work for it. And that is, uh, that is what's gonna continue to follow you in life, you know, because you have a heart of gratitude and where you know whatever you have you're willing to share even with the less fortunate so and god will continue you know to provide and to open doors for you and make the way for you and to be a big success so i guess i you know my next question is trying to find out from you even though You've been taking college classes, but how was transition, you know, since you just started even a full-time college uh, lifestyle right now? So how was your transition from high school to college? Um, my transition from um, high school to college was not as rough as I thought since in high school. I was able to take college courses, which prepared me um, for what was next, but it was still a bit difficult and nerve-wracking um, being able to be on my own rather than my um, principal or um, or staff members at uh, my high school to help me and guide me. So it was uh, a change to be, it was a bit difficult and a big change and overwhelming to be able to like being helped all four years and being guided for all those four years to just being alone and like choosing my courses, talking to administration and just um, other as well as other professors. But I believe that my high school prepared me enough to um, go into this next journey I'm taking. Um, uh, last week was actually my first week of college and it was a bit, um, it was difficult and overwhelming, but I mean, everything, everything at first, it's scary, but after communicating with the professors, getting to know my peers and just um, understanding the assignments and preparing against that um, staying organized getting my planners and just getting a calendar and writing all the deadlines 
um it was it started going going um it started progressing and this week it was um even better i got to actually start on my um assignments and uh collaborated with my fellow peers which is so, so, something else that uh, was I was nervous because these are people that I don't know and just getting to know no people is really important because um, that's part of networking and you never know whenever you might need their assistance or you can also lend a helping hand so my transitions to um, from high school to college was a bit um, similar but also it was a little bit nerve-wracking and scary but um, as you progress it will get easier and um Yes. Well, you know what? You're, you're, you're right. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I love the fact that you use the word journey. So now it's a new chapter in the journey of life that you are on. And um, you found out now that, yes, it's possible. You This is your second week and it will only get better. It will get yes. better and better and better for you. And then there will be a time. Uh, maybe two years down the road or three years down the road, you'll become a mentor to an incoming freshman and you will be able to guide them with some of the things that you're learning right now that is enriching your life um, journey. So um, kudos to you on that. It will keep getting better and better for you. So we are excited because you have chosen a path that we love here at Oasis Connection Ministries and Oasis Focusing, the path of education, right? So, um, and you said your major is um, uh, EC, did you say EC, early right? Um, early, childhood. Early, early childhood um bilingual education teacher. So tell us why did you select that field and why that age group um i chose um the education major um because growing up my first language was actually spanish and i didn't know much english which was even harder for me in elementary school but i always remember these um these awesome teachers that will help me and guide me through um through my through my um uh, throughout my elementary grades and they were all, always willing always willing to make me feel comfortable regarding um regarding how i spoke like i was um i mainly spoke english uh spanish but they always made me feel comfortable and always feel made me feel included um in school but um, that wasn't the, I have a younger brother and he has dyslexia. Um, but the, that wasn't the same. The teachers that he had weren't as um, helpful, I guess, like mine. Um, they, they tended to like treat him as like an outcast and like treating him different because uh, he had dyslexia. So seeing how my brother um, got treated um, by this one teacher made me interested in becoming a teacher to try to help every student feel, make them feel comfortable, make them feel respected as well. And even though if they have disabilities or they're, they're gifted students, just treating them well and give them an environment where they can feel free to express themselves. And um, 
And I chose to be a bilingual educator because I want to help students who have um, limited English proficiency that don't speak um, a lot of English. And that came about because um, currently there's a lot of, I know that um, there's a lot of elementaries or just elementaries that need like bilingual educators. And um, currently there, there's like not enough resources or, or resources that are available or adequate for the children. And there's a like big demand for bilingual educators, meaning that there's like children that are struggling. So I want to help those students receive an education and also like assist them, motivate them and inspire, inspire them to achieve their goals. That was mainly my why I chose education just to like help other students and just have a good remark on elementary. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You, you, wanna... have, you have really chosen uh, an exciting uh, vocation and profession, you know, because uh, everybody that know me that uh, I'm particularly, you know, excited about educators, not only that my wife is, uh, you know, is a renowned educator all our lives, but uh, just because to be an educator, you have to be called because it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of endurance. It takes a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of passion. You have to have passion, you know, for people, just like you just explained, you know, the passion that you have to give back to what, you know, your teacher give to you you know, to replicate that and then see all the little kids coming behind, enjoy the same privilege that you enjoy so that, you know, the disability can become an ability. And so that, you know, the when, when you look at the diversity, the diversity is not diversity, but it's uniqueness, that every individual is unique. And I really appreciate uh, how you explained that. Yes, and this is a great time to have a shout out to all our second language educators, um, to all our bilingual, our ESL. This is a big shout out for what you do day in and out. Uh, Malin is a prime example of what you do day in and out. And she's also a prime example of the impact that you make when you build a solid foundation, whether it's in elementary, middle or high school, and you can see the fire in her heart um, in wanting to make sure that um, she is a, a builder that can make sure that all kids, no matter who they are, whether they have a cognitive or learning um, disability in whatever or limited language proficiency, that they feel and know that their uniqueness. And for us here, it's important because we always say every single one created in the image of God, um, the beer, um, the image of the almighty God. So Marlene, we are just so thankful for you because we know that just in a few three or four years, you will be in one of our school districts or charters, um, basically championing 
children that had your similar background and ensuring that they feel included. There's no one else that can do that than someone that has walked through that experience themselves. And because you've walked through it, you don't want somebody else to walk through it because you saw in your life, comparing that to your brother, um, it gave you a sense, a call that you want to be one of those that will make sure that every single student feel included. Um, they feel the uniqueness of who they are. So we're just so thankful for that. So kudos again to all our second language um, educators. Um, you are doing such an amazing job. And Moline is a prime example of what you do day in and out. So, wow, we have had a great time getting to um, introduce our 2022 mm -hmm. uh, winner to you um, of Excellence in Character Scholarship, um, Miss Marlene um, Tello. And I wanna tell you that she has a 3.79 out of 4.0 scale GPA. And she's a graduate of Sunset High School um, in Jefferson Boulevard in Dallas, Texas, out of Dallas ISD. We are so thankful. So that's it for now, um, our listening audience. And we want to thank you um, for listening today. And until next time, stay connected. connected. We, we love, love you. you.